Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the WOWS podcast. We say this every time. How long is oh. it since you last got an introduction correct, okay? No, don't, don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. I'm not letting you turn it off, okay? It starts and then you say, welcome to the Waste know... of Web Space podcast, episode 31, starring Jimbo and Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, before I said that, I had in my head not to do it. You know when you're telling yourself not to do something so so much and you end okay. up doing it? Okay, next next time. I'm going to do the introduction, <laughs> and it's going to be starting... Then I'll have nothing to do by the end of the uh, by the end of the podcast. Well, we've got to get it right. We've got to be consistent, haven't we? Okay. And this episode is entitled, um, this podcast... Uh, the, oh, no, it's not called that. It's called... I've got that wrong as well. The Left-Handed Podcast is what it's called. Yeah, I think your brain is left-handed at the moment while it looks a bit Jimbo. It is, yeah. So this is a podcast for left-handed people because it was World Left-Handers Day um, yesterday, the 13th it, of August, is that right? I think it was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, so we're celebrating it today. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I, I can't really criticise you anyway, Jimbo, for messed up the introduction because I forgot to bring my tripod with me. So my <laughs> microphone is currently being held in a roll of kitchen roll uh, that is tilted up by your uh, one-year-old daughter's Cowangate formula. It's Actimel. Actimel, sorry. Other brands of milk like Cowangate are also available. Okay, sorry, I didn't realise it was Actimel. Um and that is propped up in a uh, scented candle holder, is it? <laughs> but nonetheless, it's, it seems to be working. I think it's going to go... We're going to put it on the Twitter account. On the uh, uh, We will give pictorial evidence of this. It's, it's pretty poor, isn't it? But bad planning on your part, but we've uh, done a good job in getting the microphone, a makeshift microphone stand up and running. To be fair, it's actually probably more comfortable having the stand-up microphone that's too high, normally, but never so, mind. So with this being the uh, podcast for left-handed people, um, the left-handed podcast... We are doing everything with our left hands, is that right? Uh, well, not everything, but uh, we are podcasting with our left hands, I suppose. But talk about left-handed people, I mean, I've got a left hand, I just don't use it for anything, really. Mm-hmm, true. And do you think we could also, other minute, we, we do have a pan option on our microphones, so um, we should really make sure that everybody can just hear things out of their left ears, is that right? Uh, yeah, we can has try it, and do that. Has if that want. worked at all? I'm not sure. Uh, the sound seems to have dropped dramatically, so I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. <laughs> well, no, it's uh, well, anyway. We'll, we'll... What was the point in doing a sound check beforehand if you're going to start fiddling with it halfway through the episode? <laughs> so yeah, we're going to do. Is everything... this just a place we can so... go back to start again so you don't mess the introduction up? Exactly. It's for left-handed and left-eared people. If you like yep. to listen out of your left ear rather than your right ear, and left-footed people, if there are any English people out there as left-footed. Yeah. Because there weren't any during the late nineties and early two thousands during Sven Eriksson's time, were there? No, there wasn't. I remember Graham Lasso being one of the only players we had in mm. the uh, late 90s, early noughties who could play that position sort of thing. Yeah, we had to adopt a 3-5-2 formation to have one wing back as opposed to a left midfield and a left so, uh, full back, didn't we? So this is for anybody, anybody with, with, a, with a, a left, um, what do you call it, a left prefer- preferential. Uh, Whether don't... it be your left leg, your left foot, your left finger, your left face, your left <laughs> eyebrow. Left buttock. <laughs> this, is, this is for you people because apparently... Um, left people don't get enough of um, adaptions, maybe. But we'll we'll cover that later on when we talk a little bit more about being left-handed. Okay? So, moving on. So, is it time for drinks first? Uh, we can have drinks if you Let, want. Let's go with drinks first. So, I've got the drinks this time. So, this I'm catching up with the, you know with providing the drinks, aren't I? Because for a while it was just you, weren't it? It was. But now I seem to be catching up a bit. So, Fisher, would you like a piddle before we get started? Only if it's cocky. 
It is a cocky piddle, yes. It's a Dorset IPA, a cocky piddle, 4.3%. And this is from my dad who uh, went down south somewhere. Well, <laughs> say thank you. Well, Whether it was actually Dorset or not, I'm not sure. Say thank you very much to your dad for his piddle. It's Weymouth down south. Uh, it is, yeah. It's I in, think that's it's in where, Dorset. I think that, well, there you go. That's where he went. So, a cocky piddle from my dad. Um, here we go. See what we think of this. I'll pour mine first. Um, and wait, what else can I tell you about it? It's 4.3%. It says cocky by name, cocky by nature. But then, if you'd made if if you'd made the best tasting IPA this side of Casterbridge, you'd shout about it too. Cocky struts its stuff, confident that the light hoppy flavour will grab drinkers by their taste buds. Mm. It's perfect for those left cocked people, is that right? Yeah, and it's made in in <laughs> it's ma- it's made in Piddle Valley. Oh, lovely! <laughs> so this is straight from Piddle Valley, Fisher. If that if that's all right with you, are you happy to have a drink from? Yeah. From Piddle Valley. <laughs> Is that where Donald Trump allegedly went with those uh, Russian people in the hotel room? <laughs> if you believe all you read, which I'm sure isn't true. So then, we've enjoyed our Piddle Valley. Um, now it's time for Apology of the Week, which for a change... We are not going to do the apology of the week, Fisher. Because do you want to do you want to remind everybody what happened last week? Will I will I prepare us for what's coming next? Yeah, you caught the interruption up most probably. Is that right? I did uh, that. I probably did that as well. Yeah. But we, I think we re- you let me record it again last week. Yeah. Well, we were there, sat in um, in your family's mm-hmm. in your step family. Uh, sorry, your uh, mother and father in law's um, kitchen, mm-hmm. and your phone went off. It did. And who was it? It was my gran. It was your gran. I can't remember so, what she was phoning for. She was just probably phoning for a chat. So I've been in touch with my gran. Now we worked out last week that we can actually take calls during the podcast, can't we? Uh, yes, as we found out yep. accidentally. But the only thing is they can't hear what we're saying, so we can't have a two-way conversation. So I have phoned up my gran and I have fully briefed her about mm. what is to come, and she has been told she needs to apologise for interrupting last week's podcast. So we can only hope that she's remembered the brief that I gave her not only 10, 15 minutes ago and is going to say the correct things down the phone. Yep, your poor gran who probably wants to go out and, you know, play bingo or something like that on this nice warm summer's evening. She's got to stay in and take a phone call. She's going to apologise live in our podcast. Is that what we're saying? From a podcast that she's probably not going to listen to. Yep. She thinks we're live as well. She thinks that there's, there's listeners listening to us right now while we're recording. Well, the problem I is. have tried to explain that that's not the case, but she's um, she's still not grasped the idea of that. So here we go. So we've got the dialing tone there. Hello. Sorry I I interrupted your podcast last weekend. Last week, James. It's very sad. I won't do it again. Bye. There you go. That worked um, pretty well, didn't it? What yeah. do you think? Uh, we can, I can actually confirm that was you just calling your gran. It was live. Who, live. Yeah. We've not, not edited that in after. Yeah, your gran is alive, so... Uh, <laughs> um, well, well done to her. She's probably got no idea what she just said or what she's appearing on. Or what she's apologising for. Or what she's apologising for, yeah. Uh, I, I hope you actually ring her back after this podcast and speak to her properly. Oh, no, we will. We'll have a good chat. Yeah, good. Well, I'll take her out for tea, or she can take me out for tea. Yeah. It's actually nice that somebody else has got to do the apology, isn't it? Because we yeah. always feel like we have to apologise for everything. Can she come and We'll like... probably apologise from, from putting my gran in that position next <laughs> week. <laughs> um, I, so she probably doesn't know what a podcast is, and she probably thought she was appearing on your radio show, didn't she? Yeah. 
Which, um, um, I don't know if do I mention that very often on this podcast. Uh, well, like, well, actually, we didn't mention it last week. We, <laughs> we forgot to mention it last week. We were too thrown by your. Well, we don't normally like to mention it. Normally, just happens by accident, doesn't it? But I oh, know. Just for anyone who was wondering what we're talking about, doing um, a radio show on a Sunday, um, called Jimbo's Sunday Brunch. Yeah, uh, from tw- uh, ten till twelve. It Penson is. FM. Penson FM. Yet, yeah. do you want another frequency? Do you know it by any chance? Uh, is it ninety five point seven? It is ninety five point seven. Yeah. Very good, uh, and, and I'm led to believe it's one of the best podcasts in the South York. It's one of the best radio shows in the South Yorkshire area, isn't it? It is. It certainly is. Yeah, it gets a lot of listeners. So maybe you should tune in. But we, we try not to talk about it too much on this podcast. But there is something I do want to talk about, Fisher. Um, we were talking in the pub the other day, weren't it? And, and, and again, this is a bit more of a self uh, a selfless promotion of our former work. Fisher used to do a, a little video series called The Fish Tank, didn't you? I did. Now this was done quite a few years ago. Uh, the first, it was over ten years ago. Right, wow, over ten years ago. Um, so I think we're probably getting up to the stage where it probably finished ten years ago. And we worked out the other day that something keep every, t- every most places that you broadcast from have somehow gone downhill or vanished, haven't they? As a result of I'm like King Midas in reverse. Everything what, I touch has turns to so some kind what, of what was tragedy. it the other day that we noticed that had gone or changed? It was the uh, train station in Chapeltown. Ah, that's the it. Old uh, there is, uh, between where Jimbo lives and where I live, um, which to be fair, we actually live quite close to each other, so there's not a huge amount of space between the two, there is a disused railway station uh, that has a house on the platform, and that is now up for sale. For It's been auctioned for a quarter of a million pounds. So what would you what would you do if you bought it? Um, probably... It's got a platform outside, hasn't it? I'd probably just pretend to be a, a train conductor or something, a fat controller. I, I, I think fat, I, pit na- fat, fat bit nailed anyway. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd just sit on the platform all day and moan about how crap Northern Rail are <laughs> and, and tweet them all the time. Look saying, at this, it's all overgrown. Yeah. I can't even see the railway tracks. <laughs> Your train's not turned up again. I've been waiting here for seven years. Pathetic. <laughs> Um, but we noticed that that's so that has gone up for sale, hasn't it? And you did one of your episodes from that location. I did. Now, when we were looking, well, where else else have you filmed from? We've worked out that all the other places have also vanished. So, well, not all of them. No, a lot of them. You did, for example, um, you did a lot of ep- you did one episode from the, on the top of a tank just round the corner from here, didn't you? There used to be a, a display tank just by the side of the road, didn't there? Because yep. they used to make Churchill tanks around this area. They did. Oh, during yes. the war, um, and that's vanished. And after after you did a podcast on it, that's vanished. That's gone. It's been taken mm-hmm. and put into some sort of museum. So it's not vanished, but it's still the. Well, no one knows gone. where it went. I don't think does it. You've also broadcast from a bird cage at my old house because we used to have an aviary. That was removed, and the birds are no longer there. That's okay. gone. Then we, uh, you did one from my house before. I did. Yeah. Uh, well, your dad's house. That that house has been sold. Well, that's that's just something that happens, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, House, still, houses do, just, do get sold. There's still something wrong with all this, right? Then we did one from um, the university campus Barnsley Studios, which was part of Huddersfield University at the time. Huddersfield University then passed it on away, got rid of it, basically, mm-hmm. gave it to the local college. So that happened. Um, anything else? Cleethorpes. Cleethorpes. We did one from Cleethorpes. The Pleasure Beach is now... Pleasure Island. Cl- closed down. Pleasure Island has closed down now. Um, then you did what you, uh, most of your episodes were filmed from your student accommodation is that right? Yeah that closed as well um, <laughs> it did genuinely close and they moved all the students out of there so I'm a little bit worried about about you know your record and what this could bring to the podcast by the way the estate agent's going around to your house for this podcast um, <laughs> next week and he's going to put it up on the market if that's okay so uh, that that bit of the show was our self uh, selfless bit of promotion I suppose which we don't we don't do that every week do we Fisher? We don't because we forgot last week by accident
Okay, so on to the news. What we're looking at, Fisher? Well, one thing that's been in the news quite a bit, obviously, we're talking... We don't like to talk Brexit, obviously, um, because it's just getting a bit boring, isn't it? But there's a lot of people talking about British values and retaining British values. Um, And all I can really say is that if you're doing some kind of nationality test in terms of what it means to be British, and you are aged between, say, 25 and 35, and you are stood alongside someone else, and you have to pick up a heavy piece of furniture, and you have to move that heavy piece of furniture, what would you say to the person who is helping you out? Thanks for helping. Uh, I'm afraid... Oh, well, it, this, is in the proce- <laughs> this is in the process of moving it. Okay. What would you say while you're moving this piece of heavy furniture? Oh, I'm getting what you're saying now. The, yes. Well, we would say it to me. To you. There we go, yeah. And I think if you didn't say that, mm-hmm. then you should be banished from this country. Yeah. Because anyone who moves some furniture, without saying... To me, to you, to me, to you, to me, to you. It's just doing it all wrong. Yeah. And we ha- we have to unfortunately report the sad news yeah. that one of the Truckle brothers, we don't know which one, uh, sadly passed away the other week. Uh, I believe it was Barry Truckle. Barry, I'm not going to say, I know you don't know which one it is. Well, they're both the same, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Paul and Barry, it was Barry who unfortunately passed away. Uh, both South Yorkshire lads from Rotherham. Yeah. Um, some people say they're the second best South Yorkshire comic double act in the last few years. Yeah. Um, and it's very sad news, isn't is it? Is that after? Is that after us, or is it uh, after? Yeah, is yeah. it after Sam and Mark, or are oh, they from Yorkshire? Uh, only one of them from oh, fair Yorkshire. Well, yeah. The ones from the Midlands. <laughs> I think it's Sam from Barnsley, Mark from uh, from Birmingham. Uh, so that's that's sad news, isn't it? Did, it did is. you used to watch Chucklevision? I did used to watch Chucklevision. Uh, my favourite episode where they're carrying the big bell. Mm. Um, I remember that episode yep. really well. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I once saw Barry Chuckle. Um, in, did he? Did yeah, he? In, in in DFS sofa shop of all places. Oh, right. But he was on his own. <laughs> was he carrying the? Was he no, carrying the settee? Come was, on, it was on his own. It's such a shame. I was only a young lad as well. I remember sort of just you know when when you end up going sofa shopping and yep. you end up just sitting on every sofa you can mm-hmm. uh, while your parents are actually looking around at the sofas they, they they really want to buy or whatever. So I was walking around the shop and I saw him in a bit of a consultation with you know like having a bit of a talk about which sofa he wanted to buy. And he was yep. but he was with his wife at the time. Um, so there was no Paul Chuckle with him, so mm-hmm. there was lack of to me to you at that in that case. But surely his wife. But if I, have... you know, I was only t- what ten at the time. Looking back, I should have shouted, "Can you help me with this sofa, mate?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how well that had gone down, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure where he died of. Could it have been Devonshire Duster disease? Possibly. Can you remember Devonshire Duster disease? In that one episode where they said, "Unfortunately, Barry can't. Uh, he can't be here today. He's suffering from Devonshire Duster disease." <laughs> I tried to find references to Devonshire Justice Disease, but there was very few of them on oh, well, uh, the internet, on Twitter. I've other. seen them in pantomimes before. And I've seen them in pantomimes, well, yeah. yeah. They were very good. In the old Chucklemobile. Yeah, on the rickshaw. Um, so that's very sad news. Um, also... I saw a great picture, though. Um, a very sort of heartwarming picture, if you saw it. Somebody on Twitter drew it. Uh, maybe we should retweet it from our Twitter account, actually, after this. Um, but it's a picture, a sort of car- a comic-y sort of cartoon picture of um, Paul Chuckle throwing Barry Chuckle up towards the clouds and a hand coming from below the clouds, oh. just saying to me, sort of, yeah, to, to you, you sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, very, well, very to, just to you, I think it said, which is quite, quite nice. Which is very good, and uh, it reminds me of sort of the great musical acts and various entertainment. And the, <laughs> and the uh, also the other day, the Ipswich and Rotherham fans at the uh, Rotherham United game, Rotherham United game were, were the, both sides of the stand were going, to me, to, to you, you <laughs> to me, to you, as a bit of a tribute, so that's pretty good as well. 
if if I if I was doing that at a football game, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd tell them, don't bother kicking off today. We just spend ninety minutes shouting to me, to you, yeah. to me, to you, to me, to you all the time. I mean, that's just. I mean, maybe the Sheffield Wednesday manager should listen because that's just basic tactics. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Simple uh, we're, passing. Something yeah. we're failing at, really. So yeah. Uh, anyway, what else has been in the news? Uh, well, talking about nationalities, yeah. um, Boris Johnson. Uh, who, oh. unfort- who unfortunately is British. He's making a bit of a burkery himself. He, he is, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ban the burk. Um, he wrote an article which actually was in defence of people wearing a burka. Uh, I, w- I would hasten to actually point out. I think he, he wasn't advocating that we ban it. But he did decide to say that people wearing it look like, um, look like post boxers. Um, I'd then... be a bit worried, to be fair, if I went up to a post box and tried to post a letter and there were two eyes looking out at me. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know where he gets that from. I don't know. <laughs> sure, surely, 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 there must have at some point been a postman who's got stuck in a post box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gone, gone, gone to like pick down a letter and all of a sudden the door slammed behind him. Yeah. Do you think that's why they tend not to have the actually, traditional big red pillar boxes anymore? They tend to have those smaller ones that are on a little stand. Yeah. So the postman can't get trapped in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously that's not not very good. Uh, Boris Johnson, I think, did he compl- He, he apologised, didn't he? He wrote a letter of complaint and sent it into the newspaper, but unfortunately, just like instead of posting it, he just like shoved it in a Muslim woman's <laughs> face instead. Oh dear. Um, but uh, that's not a very good thing, really, to do from a senior politician. Um, and there's been calls for him to resign, but he has already resigned, hasn't he? Over something else. Yeah, well, yeah. What what can he actually resign from yeah. now? Just as his his, ne- his normal job of being an MP, or possibly, yeah, which is a bit harder to resign from, isn't it? Yeah, he'd have to have a new election called, I suppose, and all that sort of stuff to replace him. So I think he's just going to carry on being offensive and offer journalists cups of tea, if you saw that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he came out of his house, didn't he? Just and ignored every question, but carried on asking if he wanted tea. He yeah. had biscuits with him, to be fair, as well. He'd hmm. have won me over. Well, I think, <laughs> I think there was there was about... There was a split between the journalists who were there. I think 52% of them wanted tea and 48% wanted coffee. But he said, well, you're having tea and I've got tea and the majority want tea. So you're having tea and not coffee, okay? <laughs> so you're having tea. Is that okay? Is that clear? <laughs> we are not having coffee. I don't care if a lot of you want coffee. It's tea we are having. Um, so he did that. And um, we're talking about... Should we talk about sport? Should we try and talk Go. about sport? Yeah, let's talk about sport. What do you want to talk about? Mike Ashley. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, Newcastle United, transfer window has opened and now closed. closed. Uh, Newcastle didn't really buy the players that they're after, but Mike Ashley, he did go and buy House of Fraser. Oh, is he... For £90 uh... million. Pounds. Oh, right, okay. So is he is he Bulgarian? Uh, it could be, House of Fraser. Oh, um, right, okay. No, it's, it's the department store. Oh, right, okay. That's nice for Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, that's a... I was thinking about it, and surely Mike Ashley is actually allowed to spend money on other things. Yes, I mean, you, so. you know what Cheeky did the other day? He filled his car up with petrol. Can you believe it? <laughs> Instead of investing like that 50 quid into Newcastle United, the Cheeky get. Well, but, did, so he's bought. Um, does that mean that House of Fraser now is going to be all sportswear? Could be, yeah. They're going to just blend everything from sports direct into uh, into House of Fraser. Yeah, they're, they're just going to sell Newcastle United shirts and those massive mugs. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Well, maybe a massive mug with House of Fraser on there. They've got yeah. to. They've got to do that. Yeah, why not? Everybody's got one of them mugs. Yeah, just for keeping pens in, if anything. Yeah. Um, so he's done that. Um, what do you think his next retail move might be? He's pretty self-obsessed, is Mike so Ashley. He, so he's got a sports shop. He's now got a sort of design wear shop, hasn't he? Maybe he could move into um, soap or something like Lush. You know, like the Lush do, soap, yeah. bath bombs and stuff like that. I was thinking he might buy he might buy Laura Ashley and rename it Mike Ashley. <laughs> what, do, what do you reckon? I think, yeah. I think he'd be well up for that. Yeah. If he had to, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, a bad idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that, yeah. 
because uh, I think it, it was alleged he wants to buy British Home Stores as well. He's got mm-hmm. stakes in Debenhams and a couple of other other department mm-hmm. stores. He could buy Music Magpie. Music Magpie, of course, yeah. That'd be a good option. Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah. 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 Uh, and various other things. So Could buy Blacks and call it Anne Whites as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, Boris Johnson's fine with that. <laughs> um, so that, that was one sporting story. Uh, the other one, Ben Stokes. Yeah, so um, obviously I'm not as into cricket as you, but uh, what it sounds like, yeah, but you into, you what into, was alleged wasn't actually cricket, was it? Yeah, are you into fighting? That's the main <laughs> thing, isn't it? Or not being, uh, or, or not fighting as it so happens, because it was not uh, found, it was found not guilty of a fry, which is a fry basically having a fight. I think so. I don't really, it seems to have dragged on a long time for it just to have ended, nah, not happened. Yeah, um, so there, he was... He's missed was, a lot of cricket games for it as well, hasn't he? He has, yeah, he missed the Ashes in uh, in Australia over it. Um, they decided to, Bristol Police decided to charge him with a fry, which I think basically a fry is having a fight. Uh, there were three people charged with a fry, um, him and two people who was basically sort of seen on CCTV having a fight against, effectively. Uh, one of them was acquitted during the trial and said, look, I think he's got no case to answer, so he should be released. And the other person was up uh, until the end, and it was announced that both of them would be found not guilty. So, for some reason, they, they were both deemed to be defending themselves okay. in a fight against <laughs> each other. So, okay, so someone must have started it. Yeah, I thought so, yeah, but uh, obviously not, um, okay. as the case may be. At I least he can get back to playing cricket now. Uh, well, I think so. I mean, I'm not sure how much money this has cost to put him through on trial. Um, I dare say it's quite strange that there were his, his defence was based around defending two people who'd been abused by this person, and these two people weren't called as witnesses during the trial at all. Right, but okay. that's, that's entirely up to the defence mm. and prosecution who do want to call on as witnesses, but there you go. Well, this is not being caught out there anyway. So. Uh, well, no. Um, so I, th- I thought it was a very interesting end result, um, and it seems to have spent a lot of time achieving not very much, really. But there we go. So that's not, not, not perhaps not a great one for the criminal justice system, but who knows. So shall I do the next news story? Because yeah, you, can I, you on, seem yeah. to be doing all the news stories, so I thought I'll chip in with my news story. Yeah, get involved. Probably not, probably not the best order. You know, like the news normally starts with the serious stuff and then works its way through. Yeah. Um, we'd probably just do it the wrong way around, don't we? Anyway, uh, Madonna's London Mini has been listed for sale on Auto Trader. So in the early noughties, she, uh, when she lived in London with her husband at the time, Guy Ritchie, yep. she drove around a Mini Cooper at the time, and she even featured in some of her song lyrics. Um, I drive a Mini Cooper. It's Super Duper or something like that, something along those lines. So which song was that from then, Jimba? Uh, one from the album. Yeah, okay. No, it's got, it's, that's actually the name of the song, apparently. But that, that, <laughs> mini, that mini Cooper is for sale. All right. Uh, £55,000 if you want to buy it. Guy Ritchie sold it um, to the now owner, who's now got it on Auto Trader. Well, so so you... if you want to have Madonna's former Mini, you could do that. But the great thing about it is um, it also comes with, um, you know, for those, because it might be a car that obviously maybe a young learner driver might want to drive. Mm-hmm. So it comes with some little cones that you can drive around. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, great. So apparently Madonna also, uh, these these are Madonna's cones as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can you can pick them up on eBay at the same time as well. And just weave in and out of them. Yeah, There's only oh, two though. Yeah. <laughs> a slalom that involves going in and out. Oh, done. <laughs> You should uh, have a Chuckle Brothers there to meet to you. Yeah, yeah. Of. Well, that's it now. But, I mean, Barry's going to have to have, uh, or say Paul, is going to have to have someone to help him pedal that thing on his own, isn't he? Do you know what I think? They're just going to go around in circles now because nope. it's just one of them. It's fine. New double act. Him and Deck. Of course, yeah. Because it's going to be perfect, isn't it? Because Ant and Deck... Just for now, it'd be a good, a good, you know, but quite, it'd be quite a nice thing to do as how, well. How good would that be mm. if I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, comes on? Because Ant's not doing it this year. If it is, Deck and Paul Chuckle. That would be a good combination, wouldn't it? 
I mean, not, they'd have to work on a new catchphrase. To me, why I? Oh, that's not going to work, <laughs> is it? Uh, anyway, um, what's next, Fisher? Uh, next is, uh, have you heard that Jerry Adams has made his own cookbook? No, I haven't. Why would he have done that? I have absolutely no idea, but apparently has done one. Um, I'm not really sure we can think of any any jokes about it other than, <laughs> other than to make a joke about the Northern Ireland uh, peace process. Right, okay. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> he's made his own cookbook. Um, do you know other famous people who've made their own cookbook? No, you, uh, do you? Fidel Castro also made a cookbook. Did they? He did. Uh, I have no idea why he made one either. But it seems, perhaps it's just a popular thing. Maybe we should make a cookbook. We could do. I think sort of people like Pippin. We could even, we do podcasts from a kitchen. We could even turn this into a... Uh... Yeah, a cooking but, podcast. A waste in a way. We could be doing like some kind of satin kitchen type thing. Yeah. If so I'm... change it. So so from from the waste of web space podcast to waste in a way podcast where we're actually cooking and preparing yeah. food. Your grandma could come in and do a bit of helping. You know, yeah. could do, or, just, like, or just talk to us over the phone and tell us how to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Dawson, mm-hmm. former England rugby player. He's done his own cookbook as well. Okay. Because I think he did well on Celebrity MasterChef. What is it about people who used to be good at something then trying to be good at something completely different? Like... I, I know I mentioned him quite a few times, but Mike Owen <laughs> and his uh, horse riding. Yep. I know he's into horse riding, but I don't know whether it meant he could actually become a jockey, but he, he has done, hasn't he? <laughs> he's probably got time to practice, hasn't he, nowadays? Yeah. The thing. Um, and also we've got Jack Whitehall, who is going to be playing Disney's first openly gay character. Yeah, it's been criticised a bit, hasn't it? Because they were saying, um, some people criticised that, saying, you know, Disney's finally got an openly gay character, but a straight man's playing it. Mm. But, then again, it's acting, isn't it? It's not. Uh, yeah. It's not real. It's kind of the old point, yeah. Yeah. If not, it'd be a documentary, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't really think that's fair to have a go at him, to be honest, because I'm sure there's lots of gay actors who play straight roles. Yeah. Um, it'd be a bit unfair if they said that you'd have to be gay to play the role of a gay person. Mm. Um, Maybe it's just because it's the first one, and they might have thought that it should have been played by a. You know, as a as a as a big um, thing and a big mm. announcement and a and a big part of sort of Disney history, I suppose. Maybe they they thought that it should have been by a gay actor as well. But yeah. again, like they are acting, aren't they? That's the whole. Surely, point of it, so. isn't the slightly bigger story that Jack Whitehall is now a, a Hollywood character. Hollywood actor? <laughs> is he just going to play himself? <laughs> well, he tends to in every. He's a bit like a Disney character, anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Surely, well, surely it could be like you know the uh, I suppose it's not Disney, but the um, the, the the Ice Age sloth thing. Hmm. It looks a bit like that, anyway. I suppose he does actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know who's alongside him in this film? Go on, uh, The Rock. Oh right, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yes. Okay. Uh, obviously, he's now got to play the role of a wrestler. Um, no, I don't, I don't know what role the, the Rock is playing, but well, he's one of the other. Spe- you know, speaking about you know a cooking podcast, maybe we could get him on as our new cooking um, podcast guest. Yeah, of course. And then uh, people could smell what The Rock is cooking. Absolutely, yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? It would be very good. Um, and I think finally for the news, probably... Do you want to talk about Jeremy Corbyn? Uh, let's, let's, let's go with Jeremy Corbyn, shall we? Jeremy Corbyn. Um, I remember just over a year ago, um, I went on a Friday lunchtime to the Cenotaph in Sheffield uh, because it was 100 years ago since a fellow called Arnold Loosemore uh, became only the third person ever from Sheffield to win the... Victoria Cross for his um, for his uh, outstanding bravery in World War One, uh, where he showed a complete and utter disregard for his own safety and was awarded the Victoria Cross as a result. And they did a celebration to 100 years to the day since his act of bravery. Uh, and I went and watched that. And you know what happened during that? I knew exactly what I was doing throughout the entire thing. Right. Okay. At this, at this memorial, as where Jeremy Corbyn turns up to memorials in other countries and claims he doesn't know what's going on. He just happens to be there. Not quite sure why. He's got a wreath with him. And he doesn't know whether he's there. He doesn't know quite what he's doing. Can you believe it? 
I don't want to sound like a complete Corbynite here, but mm-hmm. there's 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 all there seems to be a lot of a lot of rubbish going his way, doesn't there? There, uh, doesn't there certainly just, is, yeah. Just that it seems to be picked out by certain newspapers every single time. So it's a, it's a difficult thing to to get your head around, really. When you know it's hard to know what to believe exactly. But I suppose the the issue is that Jeremy Corbyn doesn't communicate very well exactly what the situation is, does he? Uh, well, I think that is part of the problem. And saying that uh, he was there, but he wasn't really involved in it. When there's a picture of him holding a wreath <laughs> at the front, it's right. probably not uh, not a very uh, a very good starting point. And when they sort of said, "Do you think it's a bit disrespectful?" Because the, the, he was saying that he was there in um, in Tunis, in Tunisia. Uh, and to be fair to him, probably everyone was speaking in Arabic and not English, which probably made it some degree quite difficult for him. Um, and he claimed he was just at the grave of some um, PLO members who were killed um, by an Israeli airstrike at uh, in 1985. And the uh, claim was made that he was. Um, visiting some people who had been involved in the planning of the 1972 Munich massacre at the Olympics, and he said, no, it wasn't, I was elsewhere. But you, th- you thought it might have been a good idea to sort of say, well, I stand against all acts of terrorism, not, no, I wouldn't be there to celebrate the death of, or to commemorate the death of two people who were involved in committing a terrorist act. Do you think well, wouldn't, a, wouldn't that be a better thing to say? Possibly, yeah. Do you think in a few years' time they're going to say to him, Jeremy, um, do you remember when you were at Glastonbury a few years ago? <laughs> so, so, well, he might, what do you think he'll say? Well, I think I was there. I was just, I was just, I was just watching. I was just involved. No, Jeremy, you were on the stage. You were the main <laughs> act because he were, weren't he, last year? So, it was, yeah. Hopefully, he won't forget that because that's uh, that, that was quite an occasion for him, weren't it? It was, yeah. I mean, it's. I suppose the frustration really is that at a time when um, we have a government who's not particularly doing a very good job. We haven't really got an opposition who's doing a very good job either. Well, he seems it's to be he seems to be popular in some ways, but I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, anger going his way, isn't there, from certain sections of the media, and there's a lot of people trying to get under his skin and stuff like that because, well, that's what they that's what they do, isn't it? I suppose, but I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's one of those things, isn't it? So, should we move on from the news? Uh, I think we should do yes. So we're on to our theme now, and we did say earlier on that this is a podcast for um, the lefties. Um, now, of course, Jeremy Corbyn again, now, of eh? Course, yeah. I know, I know. Well, of course, that's why I had to stick up for him, because this is for the lefties, of course. No, I'm only joking. So we're talking, um, this is a left-handed podcast, so this is what we're doing today. Um, and I'm going to do you yeah, a left-handed quiz for sure. Is that right? Yep. So you can only use your left hand for this. I'm <laughs> only joking. Obviously, you need to answer with your voice, so you've got to speak out the left side of your mouth. Is that all right? That's not, that's not a problem, that, Jimbo. In fact, no, stop doing that. We can't hear you. just sound more Yorkshire. Yeah. So, okay. Um, first of all, then, I need to warm you up because it's a left-handed quiz. Uh, we just need to get you, get you warmed up and everything, okay? So, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Good. Okay. Right. Sh- so, what's that going to do with being left-handed? I'm just checking. Okay. So, how, how are you in general? I'm fine. I'm... I've not been this happy since I heard that both Chucker Brothers are alive. Okay, so you're okay. I'm okay. All right, okay. So you're not all right. So I'm not all, uh, all That's right. That's why I was trying to make sure you... No, you passed, you passed the test. That's yep. fine. If you said all right, you'd have been wrong. So uh, your name is Chris Fisher. Is that right? I'm half left. Okay, that's fine. Yep. And I said your name is Chris Fisher. Is that right? Uh, Chris Fisher. What, what, what earth are you going I'm just about? warming you up for this left-handed quiz. Well, that's my name, yeah. So, okay, good. That's fine. Just checking. You could have said... No, it's not right, it's left. Right. We're trying to... No, you just said right again. 
I'm trying to get you, you know, you don't need to get in the right frame of mind. So, um, this isn't part of the quiz. This is, again, just all the warm-up. I'm too sexy for my shirt was a UK number two for which duo? Uh, right said left. <sighs> left no. said Fred. Left said Fred. You said oh. right again. Who is Arsenal's highest all-time top scorer behind Thierry Henry? Ian Left. Thank you. Well done. And, uh, is that right? Yeah. And, and, and the next question. UKIP, political party, generally considered to be a far what party? Far from beyond any rational sense in terms of making arguments. <laughs> far, far left, is it? Well, you, well, probably not that far left, are you, compared to certain... Like, uh, far right compared to certain places. But far left, I suppose, is the answer you want me to give. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just checking you in the left frame of mind, basically. You have to use your left part of the brain, you see. Right. For some of this. So, uh, your proper quiz starts now, so you can get your sound effects back and everything, all right? So, here we go. There are less left-handed people in the world than people who don't own a mobile phone. Is this true or false? Right, so um, there's what about seven billion, seven and a half billion people in the world. Is it, is it about one in ten people left-handed? I would say. Do you know who is left-handed? Go ben, on. ben Stokes. All oh, right, okay. Bats left-handed at cricket. Is that quite a rare thing in cricket? Or uh, a lot of batsmen tend to be left-handed. All right. He bowls right-handed, but bats left-handed. Okay. Uh, but which way does he punch? We're going to the CTTV. Is obviously something that was revealed <laughs> last week. Um, so I think there's probably about seven hundred fifty million people who um, who are left-handed. Is that right? 750? Yeah, about 750 million people are left-handed. Um, I would say that more people than that own a mobile phone. So more so people than what? More mobile phone owners than left-handed. Okay, let's see, shall we? The answer is... Yes, you'd be right. So... Left. Yeah, there, 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 there are 12% of the world's population left-handed, but 62% of the world's population own a mobile phone. 62? That's 62% of the world's population own a mobile phone. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, so next then, uh, what percentage of the world's top tennis players are left-handed? And if you get within 10%, you get it right. So what percentage of the world's top tennis players are left-handed? And I don't know if this is like a quiz, it, it's that that's been done over generations of tennis players, not just today's tennis players. Okay. Um, well, out of the big four in the men's game of Andy Murray, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, only, Nova, only um, Rafael Nadal is left-handed, I think, isn't he? Correct. Um, so that'd be 25%. Um, women's game, none of the Williams sisters are left-handed. Nope, correct. They're both um, right-handed. Both right-handers. Um, I can't think of many other left-handed players. I think John McEnroe might have been left-handed as well. Well done. He's uh, the other one I've got mentioned. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the only two I've got down. Uh, so there's only two players in the history of uh, tennis who were left-handed. Top ten- players that we would know, that we wouldn't know of, but um, we're, we're saying overall. So the, the, the percentage was 12%, wasn't it, for what we said for the amount of people that are left-handed. Uh, I think Greg Rosetsky, English player, was left-handed as well. So I think it might be just a bit... I think, I think playing against the left-hander is still kind of a big thing, isn't it? So I would say it's probably only 17%, one in six. So you think 17%? Yeah. Okay. Wrong. Really? Shouldn't make that much noise at a tennis match. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 40%, apparently. 40%? 40% as high as that is surprising. But like I said, the only ones really that I could... You know, the current players that are what you would say top tennis players. Mm. In, I mean, for, for top... T- my knowledge of tennis is very limited. So yeah, Rafael Nadal, I know. Roger Federer, Andy Murray. Yeah. Um, Novak Djokovic. All that. I know that's it, but that's... Come on, Tim. my knowledge. Um, 
Forty percent, yeah. Uh, but you were right with the two. There were a couple that you mentioned: Rafael Nadal and John McEnroe, both left-handers. I couldn't find any women um, who have sort of won it recently, hmm. uh, won Wimbledon recently, or big competitions recently who were left-handed. But I'm sure there are some. That's quite a lot. I mean, uh, I mean, if for, for another racket sport, it's fifty percent that's left-handed, isn't it? That's for um, swing ball. All oh, right, okay. Because obviously you've got to have a right-handed player and left-handed player to wipe <laughs> the ball around, haven't you? Well, wouldn't it just be going around the same way then? Well, no, because it goes back one way, then back. The other, doesn't it? Because otherwise you've got to try and do it on your backhand. That, hey, the people who've done this statistic, are they sure it's not just a right hand? They're using the backhand. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, left-handed people are likely to be brainier, true or false? Uh, well, we're both right-handed, aren't we? And we're pretty thick. Um, so, who, who, are the, which famous people are like left-handed that you can think of? There's no particular reason why being left-handed would be make you cleverer. If anything, you just do that thing where you're right and left-handed and all your work gets smudged and no one can actually read what you're writing. Um, so I think, I imagine that someone like Einstein would be left-handed. I think it might have been, might, could Einstein have been left-handed? So I think there's going to be something coming up saying actually left-handed people are more intelligent. Well done, yeah. So there's a stat out there that says, and some people have done studies on this. Um, but yeah, apparently, after doing loads of experiments on parts of the brain and so on, they found that um, mo- there are more left-handed people with an IQ of over 140 than there is right-handed people with an IQ of over 140. I presume yeah, that's proportional. You're sort of right about um, Einstein, but then when I've Googled it and looked into it, it's a bit unclear whether he was left or right-handed, but people thought he was left-handed. Uh, Isaac Newton, he was okay. left-handed. I believe Darwin was left-handed as well. Uh, a lot of the sort of um, famous scientists and inventors and so on apparently left-handed. So Charles Darwin, who's created the theory of evolution. Yeah. What, what difference does it make whether he's right or left-handed? Don't know. I'm yeah. just saying he's clever. They're clever. It's not like Isaac Newton writing down some of his sums, is it, or <laughs> like that. Um, next, now we're going to do some item-based ones. So we're looking at items now. Okay. So, um, which of these items is not a real left-handed product? Because there's lots of left-handed products on the market. Okay. So, which of these is not a real left-handed product? The left-handed measuring jug. So, you know, like a jug that you pour water and do measurements in for baking and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so you pick it up with your left hand and you can see the writing mm-hmm. easier on the side that it's meant to be on. Um, do you have other options? I've, I've, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. Left-handed playing cards. Right, okay. Or left-handed Allen key, which is the not real one out of all those. The not real one. Well, I think the measuring jug could feasibly be a thing because I imagine that if you pick the if you pick it up, um, the measuring jug, you want to make sure that if you pick it up with the left hand, you can see where the measurements are on the front of it. I don't see why they don't just put it on both sides, make it ambidextrous. It shows some, you sell millions of that product then, surely. Um, an Allen key, well, that's exactly the same, isn't it? I don't see what the difference is between being right or left-handed with an Allen key, unless I'm missing something. You just like... What about the playing cards? The playing cards, I don't see why you'd have a left-handed playing card either, because they are a, an, an object that is symmetrical. So why would we be a left-handed playing card? So I, I, I think there might be some left-handed playing cards that makes it easy to deal for a left-hander, maybe. Okay. So I think the left-handed Allen key is something that doesn't exist. Is the one that doesn't exist? Yeah. Well done. Correct, yeah. So the left-handed Allen key was an April Fool's joke in 2012 by IKEA, who put out a product recall in uh, Australian newspapers as right. an April Fool's. So yeah, and you are right about it being the same. It's the mm-hmm. same on both sides, isn't it? 
Uh, left-handed measuring jug, yep, you're correct. They've got basically, it's the other way around, so the number's on the other side. Yeah. Uh, the measurement's on the other side. Is it? I mean, no, not really. Um, pick up your right hand, you like get. Then left-handed playing cards are real, and now they're not quite symmetrical playing cards. Right, oh yeah, of course. Because yeah. they've got numbers in two of the corners, and one of the top and one of the bottom corners. Yeah. Um. So what they've done is swap where the numbers are, so that yeah. when you are doing tricks or sort mm-hmm. of spreading the cards out in your hand, you, you don't see the numbers like you do if you were a right-handed yeah. person. You know what I mean? So they've done that. Uh, next one then. So which of these is the real left-handed product this time? And this is a food one, okay? So which of these is the real left-handed product? A left-handed Mars bar. <laughs> a left-handed Mars bar. <laughs> left-handed Oreo cookies or a left-handed sandwich, which is real. Right, okay. So a Mars bar is... A Mars bar is exactly the same, isn't it? As, as, I mean, we talked we talk about Mars bars in the last podcast with Kit Kats and um, copyrighting chocolate sizes. Have they copyrighted the left, left-handed left chocolate bar? Surely not, because it's not a thing. Um, so, I don't think it, it can't be the Mars bar. The Oreo cookies, again, Oreo cookies are circular. So, surely you can't have it, And there's no difference between eating on either side, as far as I'm aware, is there? Do you like Oreos? I don't do Oreos. and It's not something I'm really not? keen on. No, I'm just, it's not, I'm never, just never bothered with them. But I do know there's a bit of a, a thing with Oreos that you could think about. Oh, well, maybe the name on it? I don't mm. know. Um, and then... So the other option was left-handed the sandwich. Left-handed sandwich. Now I wonder whether this could be a thing because your left-handed sandwich is—it's not generally cut triangularly, isn't it? And if you're eating it in a certain way and you're picking it right-handed, you probably get the right—you probably get the thinner part of it in your mouth first. So I think left—I think it could be a left-handed sandwich. Okay, you're going to go it's easier to as, eat. As, as, the, it up and as eat the real product, yeah. Yep. Okay. Wrong. No, so it's not the left-handed sandwich. That was a UK bakery chain's uh, Sayers, I think it's right. Sayers, Sawyers, Sayers. Uh, April Fool's joke in 2010. Uh, they said all the ingredients had been rotated 180 degrees to the left to redistribute the weight of the sandwich. But that was an April Fool's joke. Um, the left-handed Mars bar was an April Fool's joke from 1996. The left-handed Oreo cookies is the real one, and this is just in the last few days for the last left for for the, for yesterday's right. left-handed. It is a bit of a, a, a sort of a sort of a marketing thing. Uh, but Oreo have come up with a new counterclockwise twist in honour of International Left-Handers Day. So if you've ever seen on the adverts and with Oreos, if you're a regular eater of Oreos, apparently you're supposed to twist them and then sort of lick the insides of them. That's Ooh. how a lot of people eat them. But are you, apparently are you sure you're they, talking about an Oreo? Apparently they normally twist to the right or something, but they've designed them so they can twist to the left without removing all of the stuff inside it. All right. Something like that anyway. What a complete not a waste of time. <laughs> not for left-handed people, yeah. Fisher. You know, people it, might like that. It's just the same product. They just rebranded it, hasn't it? Anyway. Um, and the final one here then. Um, so which of these, again, is the fake one? We're going to do which is the fake one this time, okay? A left-handed clock. A left-handed keyboard, and we're talking about a computer keyboard, or a left-handed mobile phone? Um, left-handed clock. I mean, you look at a clock, don't you? You tend not to pick clocks up and tend not to fiddle with them, so I don't see that that would have any great difference. Um, left-handed mobile phone, but then again, that's fairly... Mobile phones tend to be quite symmetrical. Maybe it's got the numbers on the opposite side, so one is on the right-hand side, and it goes across the other way. And so the other option was... A left-handed keyboard, left-handed computer keyboard. keyboard. Ugh. Well, could, that that could be a thing—a left-handed keyboard, because obviously you're using that quite a lot. But what would it be? Would all the keys be reversed? Because the, the whole point of a keyboard, isn't it, so that the letters that are popular are by your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So if you hold it out, then you, your fingers will be hovering around sort of the the vowels and the more uncommon letters. 
further away from where things are in the resting position. Is that right? I think so. Um, so again, that assumes that. So I think I think it might be a left-handed keyboard, and all the letters have been reversed on it. I think that could which be is a the thing. fake one. Which about. is the fake yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's that one. Um, left-handed clock. There can't be. A, why would there be a left-handed clock? Does it go the other way? It probably goes the other way around, doesn't it? It goes anti-clockwise instead of clockwise. So I think that could be a thing as well, which means that the left-handed mobile phone, I think that's a fake one. You sure? Yep. Okay, let's go with that then. Well done, you are correct yet. So the left-handed mobile phone was an April Fool's joke from Virgin Mobile. Um, they were saying that they'd switch the buttons to the other side. So like you yep. said, um, they're sort of going from the one, two, three from right to left instead of yep. left to right. Is that right? Yep. Um, the left-handed keyboard's real. And again, yeah, you're right. You know the uh, the sort of uh, the number part of the keyboard is on the right-hand side. Oh, right, okay. So on the left-handed keyboard, they're on the left-hand side. Right. So for left-handed people. And then a left-handed clock is probably more of a gimmicky thing, but there is a website called Everything Left-Handed, mm-hmm. and uh, you can basically buy pretty much anything for left-handed people. Um, but there is a clock on there that goes, the numbers go the other way around, and it ticks anti-clockwise. Goes anti-clockwise. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's our left-handed quiz. Do you feel any more left-handed as a result of that? Uh, no, but I think there are some people out there who make some ridiculous products. <laughs> So, to finish with, we, we were having a bit of a chat, weren't we, in our sort of planning meeting, weren't we, Fisher? Which well, we do a bit of planning, would you believe? Well, we go to the pub, yeah, and have a <laughs> chat for about an hour or so. Um, but this idea stems from your chance non-meeting, well, meeting with Michael Owen, but not realising who it was. Yeah. And it, we've both met at various um, comings, to, comings and goings with famous people over the years, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the vast majority of it purely by coincidence, I was hating to add, and not actually due to any great planning. I don't know about you, I get invited to loads of VIP parties and everything, but never mind. Um, uh, no, I just turn up at them. I don't okay. get invited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to have an invite to go to those. Um, it's just expected that I'd be there. Yeah. Um, so we have met quite a few famous people uh, over the years at various things, and we thought we'd put together um, details of some chance meetings with famous people, and we do a little quiz as to what happened when we met them. As part of our regular, irregular Part feature. of our regular, regular feature, which is now, obviously, if we're doing it quite regularly on that it's going to become a regular <laughs> regular feature we won't do but... it every week but no. but basically you're going to give me some scenarios where you met some celebrities and I've got to tell you which is real and which is fake is that right uh, yes okay. yeah so I've got um, I've got a few I've got a few I, 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 should, we, should we do two of them today maybe I, uh, we've got about 10 minutes to go 12-13 minutes yeah, do, do two yeah go on be fine, yeah. so um, I'll give you a couple of scenarios and basically what happened so this is round one Round one, yeah. Okay, so you're going to give me two scenarios. I need to know which one. Work out which is real, which is fake. Uh, well, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three scenarios. Oh, okay, fair enough. So I'll try and hopefully weight it in right, my favour. Okay. But you did that with your left-handed clock and mobile phone, didn't fair you? Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, have you heard of the cricketer James Anderson? Uh, no. Okay. Um, he's England's leading wicket taker um, from Burnley, Lancashire. Um, been oh, a... I know what you mean. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> oh, well, he's probably one of England's most famous cricketers. Okay, fair um, enough. Even at Old Trafford, the cricket ground, the end is one of the stands is named after him. Okay, fair so enough. So he comes into, you know, so people ball from the pavilion. Oh, is he, is he retired now then? No, he's still playing. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Yet, nonetheless, one of the ends is called James Anderson, which is a bit of a strange thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So you think you met James Anderson, is that right? I definitely met him. Right, okay. So what happened about 10 seconds after I met James Anderson? Okay. Was it that I walked into a mirrored wall? Did I drench my crotch, making it look like I wet myself? Or did I fall over on a slippy floor? 
I think you may have slipped over on a slippy floor um, because drenching yourself. Making, I think you're too. I think you. I think you're too bright to think. Yeah, I'm just going to soak myself. And I don't think you'd have done that and accidentally made it look like you'd wet yourself. I think that's. I think you'd have been too clever to do that. But slipping on a slippy floor can just happen, can't it? To anybody, it can do. Uh, I, I might want to just add a bit more mm-hmm. detail in. That's the first time I met him was in a toilet. Okay. As so any the, of those could have happened. Though. As was the second, third, and fourth time I met him as well. Um, right, okay. No, no, I'm not joking. Um, first time I met him in a toilet. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say. I mean, all of any of those could because there's mirrors in toilets. There's uh, you, there's slippy floors. There's, there's slippy water. Floors and there's water. So I'm going to go with the third one. There, still. There's my crotch. Yeah. That hangs around in toilets as well sometimes. <laughs> um, so which one do you think it is? The third one. You slipped on a slippy floor. I slipped on a slippy floor. I did not slip on a slippy floor. Oh. What's the answer there then? I walked into a mirrored wall. Right. Oh. Uh, it was a it was a, a toilet that was quite a small toilet, and I thought it was a, I thought it was twice as big a toilet as it actually was. Okay. He came out of a cubicle, and the entire wall was mirrored. So I just kind of like almost walked into him, dodged to the side, carried on walking, and thought, "Oh, tell you what, I'm about to walk into someone else, which was, which was me." <laughs> which was you. <laughs> so I stepped aside and walked into it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And that was a bit embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> but that did happen the first time I ever met. And you meet him. You met him a few times after that, and you thought, well, "This is him who walked into mirrors." Uh, I, I, I've not really met him since then. All oh, right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. And I, I suspect he probably can't remember the event because okay. he's. Probably too busy being England's leading wicket taker and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So I've got another one as well. Yeah. Another, another brush. I'm going to quiz you more this time to make sure okay. I get the right answer. Another brush with celebrity. Um, I once saw Vanessa Feltz, Eamon Holmes, and the girls from Liberty X in the same evening. What happened? Was it that they were at the opening night of Thriller, the Michael Jackson musical, and I happened to be walking past the London Theatre in the West End? Was it that they were nominated? Uh, there were the nomination ceremony for the TV Choice Awards, which was being held at a hotel near where I was working in Manchester. Or were they the celebrity guest at the Sweps Family Fun Day? And I was in attendance because my dad works for Sweps. <laughs> well, and you, my dad doesn't work for Sweps. You know, so I'm going to write that one off already then, because I know you know full well that the uh, your dad works for Sweps thing is a, a running joke that somebody else started and I kept going. So yes. I'm pretty sure it's not that one. But the other two then, uh, you're saying you was in London at the same time as the opening night of Thriller. Of th- Yes. And you walked past near the theatres and you saw them then. Yep. Um, what were you doing in London? Um, I happened to be working there at the time. What were you doing? Um, were you in Thriller? Uh, I wasn't. in. I was overlooked for the part of a young Michael Jackson, which instead went to that young lad from Britain's Got Talent okay. who'd impersonated him. Um, I, we, we, just, we were walking past the theatre one night. We were on a, it was the evening and we were on a night out. Oh, you've done a night out? You do nights out, do you? Uh, well, evening out. We were... Um, were you with workmates? I was with workmates, yes. Okay. Um, and you was what? You was at the? Were you going to watch a show yourself or? Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember whether we were just whether we were just going out or whether to or crumble not we were a bit at a for show. Sure. Uh, we did around that time. I did watch Les Miserables. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it was on the on the same night. Okay. So I watched Les, Les Miserables at the Queen's Theatre. What time did you time. usually go in? Get in after a night out. Um. Uh, some people who formerly employed me uh, may be listening to this, so I, it was a respectable time, and <laughs> I was always fully fit and uh, ready to go for work the next day. So what what were Vanessa Feltz, Eamon Holmes, and the cast of Liberty X, or the band Liberty X band members, what were they doing? Uh, they were just kind of waiting outside with the to get in. Uh, melee of celebrities who were going to this event. Was Eamon Holmes with his wife? Uh, Ruth Langsford? Mm-hmm. I have no idea, I can't remember. Uh, I don't... To be honest, I... He may have been, but I don't think she was very well known at the time. 
Okay. Is Ruth, Ruth Langs for the fairly new celebrity um, last few years? Eamon Elm's been around for a lot longer. Okay. Um, so I don't think... I don't think he's been around for a lot longer. He's been around for a very long time, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then the other one then, um, you're saying that you it was a TV Choice Awards. TV Choice Awards. Were, so you worked in Manchester. I did work in Is Manchester. Is for the same company that you were working for London, in London with? Uh, it it was, yes. Okay. So was you on that out in Manchester or was you just walking back from work or...? Uh, I was walking. I was walking from work to go for some drinks in an evening. Okay. Uh, that was at a bar that was opposite this hotel. You sound like you had an interesting social life back then. I went out. I went out on two nights out uh, on one occasion. <laughs> I know I saw, on both occasions you saw famous people, yeah. which is not true because I only went out once, <laughs> didn't I? Because <laughs> only one of those actually happened. Okay. Um, so, TV Choice Awards, and that's, a, that's basically an award ceremony, and they could have been up for awards, or they could have been... Uh, well, it wasn't actually the awards night itself, it was it was revealing the nominations for who um, was going to be up for the awards. Okay. So, what they tend to do is they tend to have a little little do um, for saying, right, the five people who are shortlisted for this is going to be whoever, and they have some celebrities there and dinner and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Uh, and then later on they have the full awards night. Right, I'm not convinced by your West End story because it just sounded a bit like you didn't know the answers to some of the things I was asking you. Okay. And that they were just milling about outside. I'm not sure how long they'd have been left outside well, for. Well, I don't think they were outside, but you know, as, as part of it, they don't, you don't just like walk straight in, do you? I'm going to go with the Manchester one, that you, the TV Choice Awards, and that's somewhere I, I imagine them. I don't, well, I don't know why I'd see Liberty X there, but I'm going to go with that one. Okay, and you would be wrong. Oh. Don't tell me it's your dad working at Schweppes. It was my dad who worked <laughs> at Schweppes. All this time I've claimed it's a lie. It's actually real. Uh, no, it's, uh, I, I, was, I did walk past those celebrities on the opening night of Thriller, the musical, starring Michael, uh, Michael Jackson musical, and I just happened to be walking past. I can't actually remember where we were going at the time. I know we did go to watch Les, Les Miserables, one but you don't night, know if it was the same. I can't night. remember if it was the same night. No, I've got nice. a feel. I've got a feeling that it probably actually wasn't the same night. Okay. Because I seem to remember we got out of the taxi and walked, and we were like slap banging outside that theatre. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So yes, there we go. I did see those famous people <laughs> on that particular evening. Are we going to save the rest for another week? We will save. I'll. I'll do some more. I've had so many brushes with celebrities. Um. That we can. We can keep this going for a while. Excellent. That's what we're going to call that game. Um. Did I or did I not? Brush past this celebrity? We'll think about yeah, it. To me, to you. No, I don't know. So that was the regular, irregular feature, and that brings us to the end of our podcast today uh, for left-handed people. I hope you've all been listening um, with your left ears and uh, sort of, I don't know, what clicking away with your left hand, or yeah. whatever it is you do while you listen to a podcast. Or whatever you do left-handed while you listen to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, so we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks' time, no doubt. Check out our Twitter account where we'll put a picture of our makeshift microphone stand on. We will indeed. And yeah. uh, we'll also share, uh, we'll try and share the picture of the uh, the, the Barry Chuckle and uh, Paul Chuckle sort of picture that somebody made in tribute to Barry Chuckle, who was no longer with us. Um, but if you want to tweet us, that's at Waste of Webspace, or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Waste of Webspace, I think it is. It is. Uh, and the website as well, www.wasteofwebspace.co.uk. You can go on there and just have a look at all the rubbish. You can. Enjoy yourself, behave, think about something to do left-handed, um, and we'll be back in a few weeks' time. And I'll say thanks to my grand for phoning in and apologising. That yes. felt really good too. And Jimbo is going to call his grand shortly after the podcast finishes and he's going to apologise for making a call. She's going to be waiting around for about 45 minutes waiting for this phone call. And then him. I'll be apologising next week for calling her at a late time and waking her up. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.